Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. It is the bottom tier. The very tippity top of the worstity worst. Yeah. Greg and Matt and here Matt, with yes, you, thank my you. friends. Thanks for the introduction. That was nice. You're very welcome. Yeah. I, I figured we'd shake it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know, that was get, so cool. Get kind of spicy. One person say our names. Love it. Right? It, mm-hmm. it, it says that whole like self-introductory thing. I feel kind of awkward about that today. I don't know why. What's up? I don't know. I don't know. I, I liked know. it. I liked it. It was cool. Cool. It's cool. If we fuse our name together, it'd be Grat. You know what? It would be. Yeah. Meg. Ooh, you know what? We'd be great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And that is the end of the episode. So yeah, thanks, thanks for, for joining us, everybody. Thank you. Uh, no, well, welcome to Bottom <laughs> Tier, a Flesh and Blood podcast where we talk about everything involving Flesh and Blood from news to uh, how to get better, but most of all, just to be able to create a community of awesomeness involving this amazing trading card game. We're really into it. We hope you're really into it, too. And if you're not really into it, we hope that you join us on this journey as we fall deeper and deeper down this particular little rabbit hole. Friends, it is so great to be back here with you today. Matt, it's great to be back here with you as well. Thank you so much. It is a great day. It's actually a little bit rainy, which is nice. It is. You know, living down here in uh, in desert land, it's, uh, it's always good when we get a little bit of water. Uh, it's been a great year for water. It really has. It's been really rainy this year. Guys, leave us a comment or uh, you know, shoot us a message or something with your annual rainfall this year. Yeah, how many inches? We're getting like one and a half today. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's it's really cool and it's a, it's really I think it's a better day to do a podcast essentially because of that, you know? Right. It just it just feels like a cozy day. A like, cozy like the kind of day you want to sit around like a fire and like read a book or just talk about things that are interesting to you and conveniently. Those two things are the things that we do here on this podcast. We Sit around a fire. Yeah. And, and talk about things we care about. Exactly. There's, there's, there's a roaring blaze here in front of us right now. Yep. Uh, it's burning my face. It's yeah. so close and so hot. I mean, we don't have eyebrows anymore. It's fantastic. It's so good. Who needs but, face hair? But, Who needs that? <laughs> but speaking of hot things... Uh, we what got a transition. Some, we got some news. We do. We got the fire that, that LSS has dropped or on us. Or perhaps the lack of fire... The lack of fire could work too. I guess is both right. is applicable. Yeah, right I guess. Now. I guess. So really, uh, the biggest thing, like the thing right up top, I think that we have to address is the brand new hero. Yes, the armory kit dropped for next month's armory, and with that, the uh, winning card you win at your armories is going to be a brand new hero. Uh, we talked about him a little bit last time. We did, and it's now it's official on what it actually is. Yoji, the royal protector. Is the new hero. Big boy himself. And what is he? He's a guardian. Just yes. a plain Jane guardian. Yep. It, no draconic, which is very surprising to a lot of people. Just just a guardian. Just boom. But I think what's, what's more interesting is this is kind of a hint that LSS is definitely wanting Ultimate Pit Fight to take off, in my opinion, because his ability is uh, once per turn instant, pay re- three resources. The next time another target hero would be dealt damage this turn, instead that damage is dealt to Yoji and prevent one of that damage. This hero has four intellect and 22 health. The, the 22 health is super nifty, but that hero ability, absolutely useless outside of UPF and potentially the PvE mode, which, I, you know, they're... They've been talking about it a little bit more. Yeah. We have a hero who's actually like geared towards that sort of play style. I feel like in the next few months, we're going to start to actually get some solid news about that. And honestly, that's the thing that excites me most about the Yoji reveal. I'm not like plussed about the hero like at all, other than yeah. the art. The art's phenomenal, like it always is. Right. But I, I, don't, I 
don't care. I mean, also the other thing with it though, however, is uh, Yoji does have 22 health, so you do kind of get a boost on the Guardian. A little bit more, though, which, which is, is nice which for is the cool. Guardian. Which is yeah. cool, but it makes sense for the ability too. So like, I, I do like that for the UPF of being able to be like, you're attacking that person, well, I'm going to do this. Except it costs a lot from your hand. Well, and it, 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 just, it does cost a lot, but Guardian is one of those classes that really, like, they run a lot of blues. Right. So pitching a three cost is not that big a deal. Um, the thing about this particular hero is that it, the way that the, like, the ability is structured for UPF, you're going to end up running a lot of things that will restore your life. For sure. Um, you're 100% going to get, like, you know, what's, what's the one? Sigil of... Solace. Thank you. Uh, Sigil, Sigil Solace, Solace, Healing Bombs, uh, things like Oasis, Oasis Respite's yeah, going to get in there. Respite. I don't know. How do you pronounce it? Whatever it is supposed to be. You know what I mean? I know what yeah, you yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's going to be geared a lot towards that. And then I think gearing towards cards uh, that have similar effects like Scar for a Scar. Yeah. So that you can really reliably trigger that less health than effect. Um, and get, you know, a go again or, you know, some other sort of like on hit effect or something like that. So I think once he gets out there a little bit, we start playing with some decks and stuff. He'll be a really interesting like UPF sort of hero. But I think honestly, outside of that, there's going to be like no adoption. Whatsoever. It's just going to be a fun. Uh, and I don't know if it's just going to be a promo card either. Like that's the other thing is this right, is exactly. a promo and he's going to actually still be in the set or maybe it's just going to be a promo and just an offset thing. Because a lot of their promos have just been geared towards UPF. It, it would be really wild if it was just a promo and it got like because it kind of had like not as f like a full like super like here's the new hero kids sort of reveal or anything like the emperor did, um, but uh, I, I feel like he's been played up a little bit more than some of the other like promo heroes like your Yorix yeah. or um, or the 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 adjudicator one yeah. or, or, or like Rudy or whatever right so I, I'm curious on what it's going to be if he's going to be the hero in the set but. It looks cool. I'm, I'm stoked. Like I, I'll want, I'll want to win it. The cold foil probably. Oh, hundred percent. It's interesting because it does have the draconic like, like uh, Feel molten on the sides of it, which yeah. is kind of funny. Uh, but that it just didn't have the draconic typing in it. So we the, could get more information on. It. Who knows? Who the knows? emperor took all of the talents and the keywords yeah, and just right. kind of shoved them into his yeah. own thing. It's like you're a guardian. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. But the other thing that dropped in that armory kit was and a actually, little bit better. A, a little more exciting. Really, really spicy yeah. and great for wizards. Oh, man, phenomenal for Wizards. The Blessing of Aether card. Uh, it costs one. It's aura, and when you play a card, it either adds plus three arcane to the next card you play that has arcane damage, or two, or one, depending if it's red, yellow, or blue. Which is absolutely flipping wild, dude. That's one huge. pitch for three ar arcane damage? Like, yeah. That's, that's good. As an aura, yeah. Yeah. So the actual keywords here is at the start of your turn, oh, you destroy it. So it's only a one-time use, but it, it does... It pops, yeah, but then if, if you come in with something like Remembrance or something like that, that will let you, like, restore it, or if you're running something that'll let you, like, recycle it back into your deck so you can draw it again, yep. you could consistently push, like, a lot of additional damage. Yeah, it makes Wizards a little bit more scary, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see, like, this looks like it's going to be a common or rare card in the, yeah. the new set. So it could be in common or a lot more, which makes those wizards even more viable, which Pretty is pretty flip and terrifying. Cause when you stop and you think about it, um, if you, if you, it, it just, you know, as a thought experiment, you know, you're playing Icelander, right? Yeah. You have, uh, your, uh, your new aura down, it pops, you come in with, with like a, uh, with like one of the ones that does like four or five arcane damage. Yeah. You take, you know, a five arcane damage spell, you add three to it. It doesn't matter if they're running like complete null rune, 
plus like an arcane lantern or something, damage is going through. A hundred percent. Having something like that where you can guarantee that the damage goes through without the use of an effect like dominate or something like that. Yep. Like, that's insane. Absolutely. And what's interesting is like, you're right. Like it could make someone put a full suite of things. Like the perfect example is brute could do a full suite. It's running mandible claws. A lot of people do run that arcane yep. lantern there. So even if they have five AB, you're taking away at least two cards from their hand, right? A, a mm-hmm. blue and a yellow to be able to pay for the pitch to block that arcane. And if they only have a suite of three, you're at least getting rid of one card, but also dealing five damage, right. which is insane. Like that's a lot of damage because like you could typically block for more than that. So you have to make sure you're just being really, really careful near the end game. Cause that's when 100%. you're going to gonna lose. Especially in a format like commoner or blitz where you have the lower hit points and everything. Yep. Like th- that could, that could quickly get OP. And, and, and I think a keyword on it was the next thing that does arcane damage. So luckily, luckily it's not, we don't have Rosetta thorn for that build, but I mean, that <laughs> right. could be like a, Oh, two for five. <laughs> Surprise. <And laughs> but also like, that definitely feels like it's going to be something for the emperor and the emperor could have a weapon that does arcane damage too, which could be equally as scary. So which I, like if, if, if we stick with the Icelander example, if, if they pull it off with like with like a waning moon or oof. something like that, like, yeah. okay, surprise five arcane damage and it's an instant speed. So I get to go again. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You, they play a cold snap to freeze the arsenal and they're like, Oh look, six damage. And you're like, okay, cool. Good game. Thank you. So yeah, I'm excited. I think that's really huge for wizards. We'll be able to see them be used a lot more. So it gets me really excited for the set, but also kind of nervous because the one thing that I've heard from the community, it's not just my personal opinion, but from a hair community is like Everfest was fun, but Everfest didn't really bring a lot like Crucible War did. It brought like, Oh, this is good for UPF or this is whatever. This is, it didn't bring the like, zest for it besides room blades they always help room blades out. thank you but uh they did bring like the good stuff for the community to be like really stoked on things everfest had a couple of good things in it and it, like especially with a couple of the reprints um, yeah it really helped sort of you know get those into more you know more into circulation um but definitely a little bit more underwhelming especially yeah. compared to a couple of the other sets um hopefully they sort of course correct here a little bit mm-hmm. although really frankly um if we mostly just get like a filler set i'm not going to be heartbroken about that no things are in a really good place right now as far as you know actually playing the game um and whenever a new set drops it inevitably changes things up and i kind of feel like if they go too far in any particular direction right now it's just going to throw things way off yeah. Um, so I, I kind of hope that they've taken some of that into account and they're being a little conservative is not really the right word, but a little more cautious, I guess, um, when dropping stuff. Because, you know, Everfest on the whole kind of, you know, not bad, but not great. But Everfest also gave us Starvo, which was right. the meta defining, like warping, obliterating. That is true. Yeah. For a while. So and I do suspect I do suspect that we will have that. We've, we've talked about it multiple times in the show with Kano, right? We will have yeah. an adult Kano that has something. And if not, then cool. Like we're wrong. Like the community's <laughs> wrong, right? But based off of that, like I do think we'll probably have an adult, a different Kano that has that draconic keyword or something like that. And that'd be interesting. It'd be really cool. I think so too. Yeah. And, and hopefully it, it just stays at like an interesting point in like, a, oh, well, this is a neat hero. Let's play with some concepts and not a, everybody has to run this or you lose sort right. of situation. Right. Because that's, I, and I do hope it's not, fun. I do hope it's viable. Like I do hope to see it in the meta. Yeah. You know? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, but I mean, I, 
I don't want it to be like it will be the sweeping force probably for like the first month as we saw Fi and happen you know as, as like, people just kind of learn how to play against yeah. it and how to play it most effectively um kind of the evolution of things but then it's you know we're at a point now you know a couple months after the drop that it's it's really smooth now it's it's calmed down yep. and we're at a point where you know you can basically run whatever you want to and you're doing pretty okay that is correct um i i, I really hope that like Hyper God Kano doesn't show up and is just like, <laughs> never mind, everybody. Here's 47 damage on turn one. And you know what? Yeah, I'd be upset about that. <laughs> right? Right? I mean, it will do a lot of damage just with that new card alone. So it, we'll see. I'm excited to see what it's going to do. I am too. It's, yeah. it's going to be whichever way it goes, it's going to be an interesting time. Yeah. Besides that, for the news, like that was really cool news for the community to be able to see. They also announced the kind of the releasing schedule. Uh, for like revealing spoilers, the spoiler schedule. Yes, so they did. So it does start October 31st. I think it's then. Uh, yeah, it does. And yep. guys, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Very, very exciting news we have in the bottom tier for spoiler season. We didn't get any. I was like, did you get it? <laughs> no. No, we, we, Sadly. we aren't. But hey, you know what? Like and subscribe. Maybe soon we will be able to or not. I don't really mind either way. We like yeah, being I'm spoiled. Not, I'm not heartbroken by it because now I get to enjoy everything. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it'd be kind of nice to you have a little bit of that swag. Hey, it'll be cool to do that one day and we will be able to do it in a really cool way. But hey, one Goals. day we'll get there. Goals for the future. But yeah, so that's really cool. We get to see the spoiler season kind of pop up. Uh, nationals is still going on, which is really cool. Phi won a nationals, and the deck list was very interesting. It was actually like three Phi's and one top eight. Interesting. In, in an ultimate meta area. So Phi, uh, it's interesting because a lot of people were saying Phi is not going to be good because of Oldham, but they proved that they can actually just still pump out more damage enough to where Oldham has to be like, I either pay to use this defense reaction, have no cards or whatever. So Fi is still viable in the meta, which is really cool, but the deck list was super interesting. And so I thought that was really neat. That was kind of the standout national story that kind of happened this last week was like, people were like, Whoa, this hero still did something. Right? Like pretty much everything's gone mostly the way I think people kind of foresaw it going in the national yeah. season this time. Um, but every once in a while you get, you know, Reinar wins in Malaysia or yes. Fi takes it then. Like the, the, there are still, you know, occasional spots where it's like, wow, really? Yeah. So I think you're right. Like you can right now, right now is the time to be able to pick up any hero that you vibe with and be able to have success with it. 100%. And be able to pull off wins and do everything like that. And, and that, man... LSS has done a very rare thing. They have nailed a meta. Like, the, the meta is beautifully balanced right now. Pretty much everybody is viable. There are several builds for each hero that you can get by with. Like, it's it's just, it's such a fertile, beautiful time in this game. I am absolutely, like, thrilled. And I'm also vaguely terrified for the new set to drop and potentially upend that. Oh, absolutely. Well, but I think what's cool is it kind of shows that plan that they had with the living legend points actually be like a good thing. It is actually doing what it's supposed to do. I think what we suffered from in the beginning or not suffered, I think suffered is a really strong word. What we were going through in the beginning or what everyone was kind of feeling with the points and like learning about living legend and all that stuff is just there was the vision and they knew what was going on and it just wasn't able to be applicable until after the like whole global shutdown was now kind of reversed and we're mm -hmm. kind of opening things back up again. Mm -hmm. We're now able to see the effects of the living legend to actually be like, 
this actually keeps things really, really balanced. So it doesn't last very long. And so even if we actually make something broken, you're only going to have, have it for a season. Exactly. It'll, the, the game will balance itself yeah. back out. Yeah. So, so that gives them a little bit of work to be like, we made something really, really fun that we like. And it's like, Ooh, the community decided that it was broken that we did, you know? <laughs> so I, I like it because we get to experience these different phases and, and uh, always pretty much have a working meta at a particular point, and it doesn't really feel like it's going to change too much after that. So, Which is super exciting. Good job, LSS. Really, but, truly, high fives all around. <laughs> but other than that... Whatever the New Zealand equivalent of that is. Yes, cheap five, I don't know. The fosters on the beach. <laughs> but other than that, I don't think there was anything else that I have note that came out this week. Did you hear anything else? No, not really, um, other than, you know, the normal this is really stupid kind of comments from a lot of people. Um, but you know, whenever something comes out, whenever things are happening, there are going to be people who are, you know, all starry eyed about it. There are going to be people who are immediately like, this is the worst thing on the planet. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just kind of ignore the extremes. Right. Right. But as far as like stuff, I don't really have anything else as far as news. There you go. Well, then let's move on to our next recurring segment, Lessons Learned. Lessons Learned, everybody. Lessons Learned. Uh, our segment where we talk about what we have learned in the game of Flesh and Blood this past week, as kind of it kind of says. Uh, but, Greg, what have you learned this last week playing Flesh and Blood? Oh, man. This last week playing Flesh and Blood, I've learned just really, like, Quite a lot, really. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, it's been a really interesting week. We've done a couple of things online, done a couple of things in person. Um, the biggest thing for me, um, honestly, just gets down to one of the most basic aspects of the game, and that's learn how to block, kid. <laughs> that's a very good aspect. Right? Um, I'm, you know, when, when, when we first got into this, we, you know, we lost a lot. Yeah. We started to win a little bit, started picking it up a little bit getting a couple couple w's here and there um i'm recently going through this period where i've where i've stopped getting the w's i've kind of hit this like sort of doldrum and i think that a lot of it for me comes back to when i'm deck building i'm not taking blocking into account correctly that was gross that was a noise Sorry, my neck decided to go Rawr. that was that was terrifying anyway as you get to hear that i feel like cool. i'm in here with a lion now <laughs> Am I going to get eaten? What's, that was what's happening? Anyway, anyway yeah. uh, <laughs> I've been deck building. Yeah, I've mostly been focused on, you know, resource curve. And can I threaten damage with this? But I haven't focused so much on preventing damage. And I'm getting to that point now where, you know, I'm, I'm getting people down to, you know, like three to, threes to twos or ones and ones and something like that. Um, and then I'm just not quite able to stop them mm. from killing me before I can kill them. So I'm at this point where I have to kind of step back and take a look at my approach to things and sort of rework it a little bit to take some of the, uh, some of the aspects of things that I've sort of left by the wayside back into account and really start to leverage those. Um, so that's my lesson um, is learn how to block. I love it. I actually really relate to that because uh, I built a deck and then uh, was playing with it a little bit and I was like, oh crap, everything's two block in here. And <laughs> oh yeah, that, that made, me super, made me super sad because I was like, I don't have no cards that can really block. But I made sure I did put some three blocks in there just for the blocks or the resource. But yeah, blocking is, once you learn blocking is when you really start getting the most wins, I once, would say. Once you can integrate, you know, blocking into a deck, you know, other than like a control deck. Like I I, I play Oldham CC. Yeah. And Oldham 
the, the deck is generally like tanky. My deck is particularly tanky, so it's really focused on blocking. So that's what I focused on when I built it. I didn't really focus on, you know, doing damage and stuff like that, which is its own problem. Um, but, you know, in that sort of situation, like I'm good. I'm covered. So if you like focus on it, you're probably going to be okay. The problem comes when you're looking at a class like a ninja or like a brute or even like a rune blade. Yeah. Like you've got to be able to prevent some damage so that you can take a second to sort of start your engine up and then start to get the good plays to really push the damage, especially if you're playing like an aggro or a mid-tempo deck. Absolutely. 100%. I agree with you. That's that's a great lesson learned. I like that, Greg. Bottom to your top tip. There you go. Block. There you go. All right. What do you got for us today, Matt? Um, I think my lesson learned is kind of watching... Hmm, how do I word this without sounding like... The other person, that is, guy, the, the other person is a bad player. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, um, Hmm. It's, I guess the lesson you could just be summed up as you're playing with someone else. Like you control what you can control mm. and you can't control what they do. Right. So right. what's interesting is like, I have, I made a deck, not a good deck. Like I know it's not a good deck. It has generic kind cards. Kind of a janky it, it main was, deck. It was Cavity. Yeah, I mean oh, yeah, 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 Merchant. Yeah, yeah I mean Merchant. Right. Played yesterday with it, and I was like, I'm coming to this event. I'm gonna lose. That was on my mindset. Like I'm here to lose. I came here to lose. I'm not gonna get any wins. Played the first match and went exactly as I thought it was gonna be versus a warrior. They did this like, okay, you, I have four and you have zero. Right. I was like, yeah. crazy. Okay. Go to my next match. And uh, my the player across from me, I'm like, cool, that they're going to make me go first. I'm like, awesome, they're going to block out. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to attack and then just arsenal something so I can set up, because Cavine was really, really well, if I can set up for round two and right. maybe be able to do something. Right. right. So I attack and I push like eight, ten damage, just like generic yeah. ten damage, and then I was going to arsenal. And they're like, I take it all. I was like, what? <laughs> Excuse okay. me? It's round one. Are you sure? That, like, I even like, said, like, it's round one. Are you sure? Yeah. You get your hand. hand back at the end of this turn. You know that, yeah. right? So it's like, what? Okay, cool. And then they had a really big turn. And so I was like, cool. I already set up turn number two because right. I gave you the cards I didn't care about. I set up turn two with this other card. And then it was like, cool, I'll take 14 damage. And then I'm going to deal you 17 damage. And then they're like, <laughs> they couldn't gain momentum back. And so it was just like, ah, oh, like, like, uh, I shouldn't win this game. And it doesn't make me feel bad. It's just like when you play this game, I think the lesson is like you're going to be able to win even if you don't have the most optimized deck because you're versing someone else and what they're thinking is going to be different, right? 100%. Right. So you, just as long as you have a coherent strategy in your mind of what you're going to do because I did have a strategy of like, all right, if I, I want to go first with this hero so that I can always... Uh, set up my next turn so I can be able to do that. And like I had, I knew the cards, I knew the strategy of what I wanted to do to be able to get the win. And they don't know that. And so they're going to go with the impression of like, I could take this because they're not going to have the strongest cards. Again, what happened the other day was like, cool, I'm going to full block, I'm going to block with three cards in my hand and I'm just going to go straight to the arsenal on my turn. It was like turn two. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it's a really weird thing to do. But I blocked. And used my equipment and blocked like eight damage. And then I just arsenaled a, tra a trade in, which is the three go Ooh, again if you play yeah. from arsenal. And then if you get rid of a card, you could draw a different card. Did that, was able to, like, I had a ravenous rabble, another trade in, a critical strike, and a blue pitch. And then uh, the trade in here. So I played oh, trade in. Nice. 
took out the trade in, got another Ravenous Rabble, played Ravenous Rabble, flipped over my top card. It was a red Razor Reflex. Oh, so man. it was four go again. So when I played the other Ravenous Rabble, yeah, it, it was, was another four, four go, go again. again, right? And so it was three, four, four, critical strike, Snapdragons, because I had a blue pitch, and then I Talishard. So I ended up pushing 20 damage in one turn with a merchant, all because like I knew what my strategy was and it was worth not trying to do anything on a turn, just arsenal and then pass. You had a plan, you executed the plan. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. Like I think just go like know your deck enough to come up with your own strategy and don't worry about so much like you can only control what you're gonna do and you're gonna let them do their thing and if you're like that's worth it, you just do the strat. I don't 100%. know. That's I, like that's a hard lesson to kind of. It really is, with. but but it's, but it's an important one. When you get right down to it, any game like this yeah. it has a couple of different aspects to it, where you know random chance uh, or you know accident sort of comes in. You know, humans aren't perfect. We misplay. We do a calculation incorrectly. Something like that. Um, you draw up your hand. It's a terrible hand. It's not at all what you need. Um, it's not, you know, working well. Um, even, you know, before that, when you're building the deck, if you have stuff that you think is going to work, but then it doesn't synergize or harmonize the way that you think it's going to, then you just have a bunch of disparate pieces kind of cobbled together that you're vaguely swinging at the other person with. So there's a lot of different aspects other than just the literal, like, here is card, card effect, go, block card sort of, you know, back and forth mechanical yeah. thing. Um, so th that's a really phenomenal lesson is just to keep in mind that, you know, even if, even if the other person like plays perfectly, like w in the terms that they can, like the context that they can, um, they still may not actually be playing perfectly. Yeah. A hundred percent. And as long as you come in with the plan, you execute on the plan, um, then, then you're doing okay. Yeah. I, that's just the lesson is like just have that strat just have the strat guys there you go that's the lesson learned fabulous look at that got our two segments out of the way but hey we have a new segment here we do ladies and gentlemen it's a new segment, but well it, it's the first time we're doing it here on air guys i don't know if anybody else knows this but uh we're you know semi-active on a variety of other you know sort of websites um some social meds and stuff like yeah. that um we have a twitter we, we have a Twitter. We got a Reddit. We're on Reddit. We got a YouTube we channel. We got YouTube. The big three. Yeah. And we got our personal Instagram accounts that sometimes we talk about this. Every once in a while, we post something on there. Matt, we really need to get it like a, like a bottom tier Instagram. We probably should. We really should. We'll talk about that later. Anyway, uh, a few days ago, uh, we received a message on our Reddit from Ben in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Ben, shout outs to you, my guy. Um, we're so sorry. I didn't actually tell him that we were going to be doing this part, but uh, I figured you can message him later. he's going to enjoy it. Um, so Ben sent us this really phenomenal message. Um, I'm going to read just a couple of chunks out of it really quick um, because he asks a couple of really good questions that I felt like we should try to tackle here on today's episode. So reading from the message, I took your advice and speed dated by making four commoner decks for less than 35 bucks, including shipping. Um, Oldham and Kasai were okay, but I felt like I was missing something due to the lack of shields or blood on her hands. Um, Prism was fun, but I need to spend more time with her. I spent one game with KO and fell in love. I feel like he really shines in commoner. 
My question that I would love to hear your opinion on is how heroes feel different from format to format. For example, did I really get an Oldham experience without his shields? And is Commoner Kasai just Dory with two swords? It didn't feel much different. Um, my friend's been helping me a lot getting into the game and wants me to make a Blitz deck, but I don't know who I should upgrade. I'm currently thinking KO, but I'm not sure if that's because I click with him or because he really shines in Commoner. Um, thanks for a great pod. Looking forward to the next episode. Ben from Pittsburgh. Ben, thank you so much for writing, and we really appreciate it. Thank you. so. That's amazing. Especially and you did make coming with, like, good questions and stuff. Yeah. Um, like, like seriously, I, I sent this to Matt, like, as soon as I saw it drop in the red, and it was like, oh, my God, we got fan mail. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just a good question. Yeah, stuff. it was like, great. I really liked it. It was it was pretty phenomenal. So so Matt, there's a couple of things in here I'd like to go over. Um, let's let's start out with the big question. Um, how do heroes feel different from format to format? So let, let's take let's take one of his examples. Let's 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 take Kasai. Let's talk about Kasai. We both know Kasai pretty well. You've run yeah. Kasai. I've played you against Kasai a lot. <laughs> uh, very different hero blitz to commoner. Um, Especially, you know, he, uh, Ben calls out uh, not having blood on her hands in the commoner format because, of yeah. course, it is a higher rarity card. Um, and Kasai's whole thing being around, you know, sort of, you know, multiple sword hits per turn, generate the copper, and then do something with the copper. Um, so, really, like, in that sort of situation, how integral do you think that some of these higher rarity cards using, you know, a blitz to commoner sort of example are to the hero? Um, and then even taking that a step further uh, with a hero that you can play in, you know, Blitz, Common, or NCC, like an Oldham or something. Right. Um, moving from, you know, the smaller sort of faster Blitz format up into CC. Like, do you think that the heroes really like play differently or do you think that they're basically the same, just a little bit different depending on what you have access to? That's a great question. Um, it's I, That's why I love it so much is... I feel like it's yes and no on the question. 100%. So Kasai is a great example. Kasai, you can actually get the feel of Kasai in Commoner 100%. But also, like, the feel of Kasai unleashed in Blitz does feel a little bit different. And the main thing that it feels that way is the copper pieces and the cards you get access to with those copper pieces. Uh, so... In Commoner, the thing that makes Kasai so good in Commoner and different in Commoner is just Kasai's ability of being able to swing and attack uh, once and then you immediately have go again and can attack with your next Centauri Saber, most likely, for free. 100% for free. That's Kasai's base ability and it's fantastic in Commoner. In fact, uh, spoiler alert... Uh, should we spoil it? Uh, yeah, go yeah, okay. for it. Yeah, watch on our YouTube channel because you get to see the match. But the winner of the Commoner Cup that happened yesterday was a Kasai. And so it was Kasai versus Kasai. So Kasai is super valuable in Commoner, but it feels more like a typical warrior the way it's built. Absolutely. De de like, uh, like Ben kind of calls it out. Like, like Kasai is very similar to Dory because you can't focus as much on creating the copper because you really don't have anything to do with it. Yeah, you have nothing to do with copper. But you, you, you're you able to, the difference is, you're able to then pay more for more expensive cards for just one attack and you get the next attack for free is huge. That's what makes it so different from Dory is Dory doesn't have guaranteed go again and it's not free. And so Kasai is able to push that much more with that. 
Dory really, like in this example, Dory really relies on reactions to get the go again, yep. to push the Dawn Blade damage over the block so that you can keep the, the plus counters and gain new plus counters. Um, whereas if you go with a Kasai, it's much less reliant on that sort of reaction heavy uh, sort of deck strategy. You can play a lot more like direct attack cards. Um, you can do a lot more things to you know, sort of buff without having to worry about building in the go again um, and all that sort of thing. So they operate sort of similarly, but it's kind of like, you know, two different viewpoints on the same sort of subject. Yeah. They both, you know, swing with sword, win game. But the way that they go about that changes up as it goes, which is what plays into, you know, really in common or especially as a format, some of the really interesting things that you can get up to with it. Right. And so to answer the question again, though, is like now let's take Kasai and put it in Blitz. You get access to Spoiler of War, which is huge, which it gives the weapon go again, produces more copper for blood on your hands, even cash in to be able to draw more cards. Yep. You're able to get that extra stuff to be able to spend that copper for those things. But your deck is rudimentally the same. You're still going off the same concept of your second attack will be free. You do get to wear the Courage of Blade Hold, which gives you free resource on your entire weapon for when you have the blood on your hands turn, and you're able to go ham on that. And so you're, you do have access to a lot more things to have those big, big turns. And I think that's the one thing that's missing from Commerce. When you play a hero, you're just learning the fundamental hero effect. You can't pop off on big on your big hero turn. You don't get your hero specialization, a hero specialization, unless you're playing Ira, and so you just miss out on the extra nugget of those heroes. You're just having a rudimentary hero that has a one certain effect and still can feel different from the other ones. You're just missing out on the specialization. It's it, it's a matter of learning the fundamentals and getting a good foundation now, yeah. and then building on top of that. Um, so yes is the answer. Like each hero is definitely going to feel different um, in each format, especially a hero where it's sort of based around some of those high rarity cards. Like if we take an Oldham, for example, um, the only guardian shield that you can play in a commoner format is the Rotten Buckler, which blocks for one and then it breaks. Not a hundred percent, you know, sort of the flow that you expect right. with Oldham, and it forces you to build a little bit more aggro in order to sort of counterbalance the lack of defense. Whereas when you get into Blitz or CD, you can pull like a Rampart or Lamb of uh, Ram's Head or something like that, and really just you know use it over and over and over and over and over again, and really you know leverage that defense and build a little bit more tanky and focus a little bit more on fatigue. Um, but still, ultimately. It's a pretty similar sort of build. You still want to tank a little bit more than like the other guardian, like Bravo or something. Um, but uh, you don't have the opportunity to do it quite as effectively as you would otherwise. So again, it's a matter of foundations. You can understand that, yeah, this hero is more of a blocky thing. The ability sort of lends itself to, you know, fatiguing the opponent or, you know, blocking damage outright. Right. So it's a matter of, you know, getting the fundamentals down and then leveraging it into something bigger. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think you picked really you picked really awesome starters to really do things and they all those ones, all those heroes in Commoner do feel drastically different because they don't have access to tools. Like Oldham doesn't have the shield, uh doesn't have crown of seeds for CC, uh but uh has everything else essentially that can be an aggro Oldham, right? Pretty much, yeah. Uh which is great. Uh but then you also like Prism Prism feels completely different in Blitz and CC because you're able to get its Prism's main weapon, 
Luminaris, yep. where if you pitch a yellow, pretty much all your auras have go again, and it's just a game changer, right? So that makes Prism feel completely different. And so Prism does play a lot differently, while it's a little bit more like feels broody in uh, in commoner. It can create some really interesting builds with like the the um, like pitching three to attack for four go again. Yeah, you're able to hit harder with your auras. So you're you're a bigger hero, and you kind of get the premise of like using Prism's ability. But it does feel a lot different in in blitz and cc now if we take a different hero though uh phi doesn't feel that different like not at all no phi phi does get subby hammers and commoners so phi can even go off harder than a cannon blitz which happened to me last night which was just a ton of fun so much fun uh we locally banned it just so everyone knows (laughs) Uh, but with that Fi rudimentally feels the same against like every single platform. The only thing that makes Fi just a little bit different when it comes to deck building is you then have access to mask momentum and blitz and CC and uh, Shuko and Tunic and all that stuff. Uh, Tunic doesn't really change the way it feels, but Shuko definitely like is able to push an extra damage. But and and mask momentum is just like it's it's a, it's forcing when, them to when block. it goes off. It's a game changer, so you have to prevent it. Yeah. So it's it's one of those balance things, right? But ultimately, the, like the basic flow of that deck doesn't change at all. No. It's mostly just play ninety seven cards and do as much damage as humanly Correct. possible. Yeah, that hero doesn't feel different. It, it, that hero feels very like like the same across every single platform. In my opinion, uh, you may change a little variance. Like I probably don't know. Uh, I like running Kadachi and CC. I think I prefer sharing Ember blade and blitz because it just is, it just feels a little bit different in that aspect. So that hero like does that. So, so again, going back to the, the question, yes and no, every hero is just a little bit different, but commoner does make your hero feel a certain way with KO. I think you picked an awesome hero that honestly doesn't feel that different, except you're able to pop off more with scabskin leathers and have gambler's glove to roll some more. Provided the RNG goes yeah. your way. Yep. And you're able to get KO specialization, which is fantastic for KO where you get to roll two dice. It's like absolutely necessary for the deck. Yeah. I really like it. Uh, if you want a recommendation on deck tap, Tech for KO. I really do like DM Armada's KO with the crazy brews. It was it's a lot of fun, um, but also like you may just want to just do sixes the whole time and go like that. But KO pretty much does feel the same, and you just get access to a few extra like brute cards too, like um, like the defense reaction that does two damage, which is great for ending games. So KO does feel a little bit feels exactly the same, just just slightly different because you have access to more cards. Um, but it doesn't really change much for that hero. And then honestly, like when you're in this sort of position, when you're kind of, uh, you know, not quite sure who you should, you know, end up building out the deck for commoner is really phenomenal for testing different things out and like just learning your basics. So if you're in a situation and we've talked about this before, but it's one of those evergreen topics that, you know, really needs to be brought up every couple of episodes, I think just to make sure that we're still, you know, reiterating the things that are most important about this game. Um, If you are questioning stuff, if you're not sure if this is the right hero for you, try another one. If you really loved KO, Try some of the other big hit ones. Try Bravo. Try Reinar. See if Brute or, you know, doing a lot of damage is sort of what you're doing. Or if you like, you know, more of that sort of RNG kind of play. Maybe you want to go with something else, like a like a Katsu, which is a little more RNG dependent. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, play around with a couple of things. See what sounds good for you. And then go for it. Yeah. Don't be shy. 
pull that cord when you think you have it give it a yeah. shot ko is a lot a lot of fun and it was one of my, it was my first like actual blitz deck i was able to make with all the proper cards and everything so i really like that route of ko and it does transfer really really well into other brutes too you just don't get to have that as big as hits but you get to have different cards be able to push things like that so for cc like reinar can be a great option for me i was like Leviah will be a better brute for me because i just enjoy the shadow aesthetic and, and think that would be really really cool and uh it i don't know chance like ko has the chance aspect Leviah has the chance aspect you may have a chance of dying from blood debt you know like there's, you a, there's a lot of blood there's debt. a lot of chance there so like you're able to kind of feel that and and pretty much like all the brutes that class feels very, very similar. They feel pretty much the same. Ninja, they broadly they broadly feel the similar. same. Uh, Fi might be the most different one because it has access to draconic cards. But even then, the ultimate thrust of the deck, for the most part, is basically the same. Attack a lot. Attack a lot. Yeah. Have card effects that make you do other things. Uh, Illusionist, they both feel vastly different, in oh, my opinion. Hugely, be, because you know, Prism is really geared around more of a defensive sort of thing and with auras, the big yeah. attack, you know, cards. Yeah. Whereas you know, Drumice is like, here's my forty-seven allies. Good yeah. luck. So you just you really do have to find your what you do. I, I think every hero, like, I think the newest heroes feel similar across all gameplay abilities. They just have a little extra bonuses. Like Dramai, you're still able to build dragons and commoner. And you're still able to do that and do it really well. And Dramai legitimately is phenomenal in commoner. It's really good. And the cool thing is you get to run more centipies and just like knock people down because you don't have access to every dragon because there's there's no bigger dragon in commoner. So you still get to make the the cards and do all that stuff, but you actually get access to like bigger hitting things. And so you're, you feel more like guardian esque, but once you hit blitz and CC CC, you're making dragons. Like it's, it's all dragons. You're all making dragons. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're attacking with cards really at that point, because all you want to do is invoke. Yeah. You want to just invoke like crazy and defend like crazy. And it's very interesting. I like that. That's my personal take on it. There's other takes on it too. Blitz. I honestly feel is going to feel very similar to commoner where you're going to have maybe one or two more dragons, but nothing crazy. You're going to probably be focusing on just hitting hard and making those Aether Ash you're wings. Not, you're, you're not yeah. dropping Dominia in a Blitz match, probably. No. Like, I wouldn't recommend bringing Dominia in a Blitz match. Uh, but again, if you play Jeremy and play Jeremy and Blitz, get in the comments. You know, like, right, exactly. Let us know if I'm wrong. There. But, like, like, that's a very interesting hero because it does feel vastly different in CC because it's just like. I'm evoking and I'm causing you mischief over here and I'm adding health essentially by creating this creature. And are you going to take care of it? Because if you don't, I'm going to be able to attack you next time and create another creature and then you just have more creatures to deal with. So what would you exactly. like to do? Exactly. You make a choice. And that's what makes Jeremiah even like cooler and CC. And that I would say that hero feels a lot different. Uh, same with the, so the illusionists feel a lot different. It's kind of what it is. So absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I don't know. Did I? Did we answer that question? I think so. Okay. Yeah, you're gonna have to let us know what you thought of that. Uh, and every if, if you too would like your uh, your notes, your questions featured on an episode of the illustrious, award winning bottom tier podcast, uh, please go ahead and write into us. Drop a DM in our Twitter. Send us a message on Reddit. We're uh, we're on Twitter uh, at bottom tier pod. We're on Reddit. You bottom tier pod. Um, we also have a YouTube channel. 
uh, bottom tier pod. Yes. So check us out. Leave us a message. We are more than happy to engage with basically any yeah, question. Yeah, any, any question. And and just to finish off, like the last part of the question, uh, I'm not sure if we did answer, but like I don't know who I should upgrade. I'm currently thinking KO, but I'm not sure if that is Do because it. I click with Brutes. Upgrade KO to Blitz. I think that's awesome. Do it. And if you're like, man, I'm digging Brutes, uh, try a commoner deck with Reinar or... Or Levia and, and, and just see what works yeah, for you. Because like the thing is, is like getting legendary equipment can be expensive. So your big 100%. purchase is going to be Scapskins and probably a Crown of Providence and or uh, Arcanite Skullcap. And then you're going to pretty much have the same equipment you have with... Um, you'll have your... Barkskin or Scabskin, not Scabskins, Barkskin, the, she- yeah, the yeah, armor. Yeah, yeah. And so you'll probably have that. Uh, if you go Levire out, you'll get that. So like once you make that purchase, you're able to do all Brutes. And so I would try out those other ones to see if you like them in CC. And and really don't dump a bunch of money into it right off the top. Just buy one or two like staple pieces yeah. that you get like exactly like you were saying that you can leverage into other heroes as well if you want to explore a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then once you know, like, yes, I love KO, KO is who I want to play in Blitz. I love rolling the dice. I love the chance of the big Okos. Like, let's go. Then you can start putting a little bit more money into it, getting those specific pieces that are more geared towards KO, like your Gambler's Gloves or something like that. Yeah. Um, and going from there. And you don't need Gambler's Gloves either. Like, you could probably pick up uh, with Skull Crushers for fairly cheap right now. I think Gambler's Gloves is just a little bit more expensive. So Skull Crushers is also great for KO because you roll five or six, you're adding plus one damage. Yep. Amazing. So you can find some really good steeple cards for brute in that way. And so I recommend going for the hero that you're vibing with to go into that blitz format. Um, yeah. I, it's interesting. Cause like the more I play coming from being newer for the past few months, mm-hmm. the more I play, the more I just fall in love with almost every hero. Pretty much all of them yeah. have something to recommend. Like yeah. even if it's not necessarily your normal play style, if you actually give them a try, you can start to see like, oh yeah, okay, this I'm feeling a little bit. This is actually pretty fun. Yeah. I see why people like to play this, even if it's not your particular thing. Yeah. Like right now, I'm really enjoying Jeremiah on CC. But I honestly sitting here like thinking about like, should I make Jeremiah for Blitz? I don't really want to. Yeah. It's like a totally different feel. Like I don't know if I want to make Jeremiah for Blitz. However, like Fi for Blitz is great. Like I'll play Fi and I'll play uh, Fi and Blitz. <laughs> like uh, I also have KO made, so like I could be biased. I love KO for Blitz. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I also tried doing Aggro Bolton, which I'm sorry, Bolton flamed out spectacularly. Yeah, sorry, Bolton. I'm not a fan anymore. Why is that one card only swords? I don't Courage of blade hold, but you know, hey. so you follow your heart, build that KO deck. Follow your heart. That is the bottom tier top tip. Guys, follow your heart. Follow your heart. Yeah, let's go play Digimon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> do, 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 no. Okay. All right. Well, guys, with, with that, everybody, uh, we both tried to do exactly the same guys, thing at the same time. Thank we you are so like simpatico here. Well, well, here we go. Let's try one. Guys, guys, thank you. you. We're okay, yeah, that's, okay, yeah, enough of that, <laughs> guys. Seriously, thank you all so much for being here with us. We're so sorry we got a little off track uh, there at the very, very, very end. Um, special shout out to Ben from Pittsburgh. Thank you for contributing to tonight's episode. Um, we really appreciate you and everybody else who's out there listening and uh, engaging with us, checking out the content, just having a good time with this hobby. Um, for the bottom tier, I'm Greg. 
And I'm Matt. And guys, we'll see you next time. Have a great rest of your day. Toodles.